Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. We're on episode 330, which is amazing. Thank you so much for listening. If you're new, hi, I'm Katie Arrington, and I'm a life coach and artist. I am sharing my weekly updates on how I'm making my life better. I used to struggle with a ton of self-loathing, self-hate, self-doubt, depression, anxiety, all that good stuff. And so, yeah, I'm on this journey of personal development. So, welcome. Okay, so I'm excited. I'm always excited. I feel like I always say that I'm excited about this podcast, but also I'm a little bit weirded out by this topic. It's not like super directly productivity related. Um, it's it's a lot more about like my personal life, my love life, <laughs> which feels a little weird to share, to be honest. But I think it's really useful and it really did affect my productivity. Um, and also it really was like a, the biggest learning lesson that I had last week and I really want to share it because it could be useful. It's about my love life but really the main thing is it's about my relationship with myself which is what we all could benefit from. Yes, you could benefit from me having a better relationship with myself. No, I'm kidding. Like everyone should improve their relationship with their with themselves. All right, so I had a really amazing week last week. It wasn't perfect as usual, but really amazing. I had a really great start. The two videos that was created, um, I had very little resistance. It was great. And today, this one's going great as well. But then later in the week last week, I did go down a little bit of a negative thought spiral, you know, like one of those. I think some of you guys will know what I'm talking about, like one of those holes, right, that you can't seem to get out of sometimes. It's so interesting for me to watch how it just started with like one thought, right, and then another, and then another. In this negative thought spiral that I was having, (laughs) I got real addicted to David Dobrik and Liza Koshy videos on YouTube. There's so many compilations of like their cute moments, you know, or like I only discovered them like two weeks ago. Yes, I'm old. And if you're old like me, they're two comedians on YouTube and they have their own YouTube channels and they dated at one point. You could tell, I mean, personally, I think you can really tell that they really loved each other. They were best friends. They made each other laugh a lot. Like, they were one of those couples that you're like, oh, yeah, they're really meant to be together. But they broke up last year sometime because Liza was going through some kind of depression issues or just self-love issues, right? A lot of things that a lot of us are struggling with, too. So I've always been enamored with love (laughs) since I was a kid. I was a very, very insecure child. And I wanted to be included really badly. When I had my first serious boyfriend in high school, I fell really, really hard. And he was a really great person. And I was like so crazy about him and stuff. But I look back on it now and I really do believe that I was a lot more in love with the idea of being in a relationship than I was like with him himself. Which I think is true because then we didn't work out, right? But anyway, I thought about marriage and baby names and being together forever immediately and like thinking that like we were going to get married right after high school, you know, and just like it was really intense, like a very intense relationship. And I revered those relationships that started off since you were 
a child, you know, like, like childhood sweethearts, high school sweethearts. And then, and then, and then they're still super crazy in love when they were 80 years old, right? Like notebook shit or whatever, or, you know, whatever, you know, star cross lovers type thing. I, I guess, I guess for my child brain, I really thought that that was like the ultimate inclusion, right? Like you were never lonely, you, that you were special if you had a relationship like this, like one that like, it's like your first and only, and then, you know, you never break up and you never experience <laughs> hardship. So I thought couples like that were better or happier. I really believe that that was the secret to happiness, you know, like I, I've jumped from one serious relationship to another. I have had three serious relationships total in my life and only had maybe about like six months in between these relationships. Now I've been single for nine months and it's the first time that I'm really not looking for another relationship, you know, wanting to spend time by myself, get to know myself and all of that. But as a serial monogamist, it definitely gets lonely. And when I'm lonely, <laughs> I watch a lot of YouTube. When I was in that negative thought spiral last week, my brain was really believing that if I was part of a couple right now, if I was in a relationship, it wouldn't be as bad of a thought spiral. Like I wouldn't feel as bad. I'd feel safe or I don't know. I'd feel like I have someone emotionally supporting me through this period, which of course thinking this way only made me feel more, feel more lonely. And I also know from the past that that isn't true. Like I've experienced, I've, I, you know, I've been in relationships in the past and even when I was not feeling great mentally, um, they didn't make me feel better. And that's because it's not their responsibility. And it's also because they can't, right? Like it's always coming from our own thoughts, whatever that we're feeling, whatever experience we have in the world. So yeah, I knew, I guess I knew that intellectually, but um, still in all this loneliness, I watched for a long time what I thought was the happiest couple in America, you know? In you on YouTube like I was just like oh my god they these two like are like meant to be together they're having so much fun but at the same time knowing that they did break up last year it was fascinating like my brain was so enraptured by them because I kept thinking man they must be so much happier you know than what, I, than what I'm experiencing right now. They must be so much happier. They're both comedians, so they're constantly making each other laugh and their personalities just seem to match perfectly. You know, I was in that, I was kind of craving to find someone that made me laugh like a maniac like that. You know, like that perfect person for me. Even before I discovered this couple, but that's really, my brain was really like, I believe that for so long, that finding my other half is what is going to make me happy. So pretty much my lonely 10-year-old autopilot brain came rearing out, you know? Like, I'll be really happy and complete and I'll feel whole once I find that person. But then I kept remembering, right, that that they broke up. <laughs> it's just so surreal. Like, I've had this belief for so long, like I said, that finding my other half is what's finally going to make me happy. So yeah, I'm just really glad. I, I've been, I was having that debate for a while, and now it really shifted things for me, and I really don't believe that's true anymore. David seems like he, he really loved her. He really loved the crap out of her. And so many of us think like, oh, oh my God, once 
somebody loves me that way, I'll be so happy. But as we know, or if you follow them, it, 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 doesn't, it didn't keep Liza from being depressed, breaking up with him, and taking a break from YouTube. It was just such a clear, amazing remind not reminder, it really just, it actually helped me find the answer that I needed because I had been kind of obsessing over this for a while, like thinking that like, once I find that perfect person, I'll be happy. So it wasn't a reminder, it was like confirmation that it truly doesn't matter how much somebody else loves you. It really doesn't. Our thoughts create our own feelings. We cannot feel somebody else's love for us. It's impossible. The only love, ultimately, that really matters is the one that we have for ourselves. Yeah, sure, there are moments when you feel a surge of love, especially during like the honeymoon phase of a relationship, or, you know, when you laugh, when laugh when you're with someone, not just with a significant other, but with friends. But it's the thoughts that you have when you are alone, by yourself, with yourself, about yourself, about your life, that really determine your experience, you know? And Liza, I think, is hilarious. She's so funny and she's super popular. She makes a lot of people laugh. I, and I imagined like, damn, if this is what you do in life, right? If your job is to make people laugh and you're so good at it, man, you must be totally in love with yourself. You must walk around thinking about how funny and amazing you are. And she didn't. She, she openly talked about being really critical and mean to herself. And that's why she needed to take a break. And so I was, you know, this reminded me I was on my on one of my breakthrough calls, my free breakthrough calls, you guys, if you guys need some help, um, where a client believed that they were not a committed person. They said that they drew every day for 30 days and then they stopped and they didn't commit to their year-long goal of drawing every day. They were super disappointed in themselves. They wanted to achieve this goal so that they can prove to themselves that they'll be successful. They wanted to they wanted proof that they can believe in themselves. Did you know that you're allowed to just believe whatever you want? Like you don't need evidence, you don't need support, you don't need um, anything. <laughs> you could just believe in yourself. My client really could have believed that he's committed. So many of us want to gain confidence in ourselves from our actions. Like we want to prove ourselves wrong in our actions. You want your actions to change how you think. That's backwards, my friends, but also unnecessary. If you remember the model, which I'll just like go over really quickly, and for people who don't know what that is, I'll, yeah, I'll give you the quick rundown here. Um, the model is made up of, you know, your circumstances in your life and then you have a thought about that circumstance and then the thought creates a feeling and then the feeling drives an action and then the action creates all of your results so thought feeling action you're trying like what for those of us that want to gain confidence in ourselves from our actions like trying to prove ourselves wrong we're doing it backwards right if ultimately too what you want is to change how you think about yourself. You can just decide to think differently about yourself. You do not need to prove yourself wrong. 
I have been feeling a lot of anxiety around making sure that the person I'm with next is going to be like this perfect, hilarious person for me. Like I want, I wanted other people to think that we were like a meant to be couple type of thing because yeah, I, I really depended on this relationship to define how happy I'll be in the future. But you know, after just kind of like really reflecting on like, I know it's so weird, but I was really reflecting on this Liza and David relationship online. I started to really let it sink. Like, what if I just totally loved myself no matter what relationship I'm in? Like, would I rather dislike myself and be with someone who's hilarious and quote unquote perfect for me? Or would I rather love myself? I definitely would rather love myself. Not that those things are mutually exclusive, but my happiness is really determined by me. I could be happy no matter who I'm with and when I'm alone. Like, you know, David and Liza, like they really to me seem like the perfect couple and they should have been totally happy and they should have like ridden off into the sunset type of thing. But that's not what happened, which just shows that like another person is not defining your happiness. I released so much pressure on myself last week and, you know, starting this week about finding that person in the future, like having to find that perfect person, which but then at the same time for me, it's me. I have this inkling that the more I let go that that's a must, the more likely I am to find that person. But anyway, yeah. I'm single now for the first time in a long time, and I'll be single for a long time, I think. I'm single for the first time in a long time, and I'll probably be single for some time. And of course, I'm lonely. Like, yeah, it makes sense, right? I've, I haven't done this, I, I'm alone. Like, of course, I am experiencing the feeling of loneliness. There's nothing wrong here at all. But now I also know that I can feel love regardless of whether I have a boyfriend or not the one that I feel for myself, and knowing that it's not actually better anywhere else. Thank you guys so much for watching. I hope this is useful. I hope this can, yeah, I hope this got something for you. I know it's not like directly arts or productivity related, but like, I guess what I'm really trying to share in this episode is that like, again, the thoughts that we have alone, right? The thoughts that we have when we're by ourselves about what we think about ourselves and our life, that's really gonna define our experience. And then usually if we're not having the best thoughts by ourselves, if we're not very loving towards ourselves, it's gonna be really hard to be creative, right? It's gonna be like much more tempting to um, literally do anything else, right? Like to to ignore these thoughts. Um, so yeah, I hope that was helpful. I hope that wasn't too cringy or weird to listen about my love life. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much. If you need any personalized help, you can definitely go to the link in the description and book a free breakthrough call with me. Um, I would love to speak with you and it would be a pleasure to coach you. Okay, thank you so much guys and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.